0: back to Big Les's leg and all Rugby League experience. I'm your host, Big Les. Let's go through your super Saturday of a Rugby League. Sorry that this one is out a little bit later than usual at a very, very busy morning, preparing for a very, very busy afternoon that I'm going to have the Savo. Uh, but let's get straight into this super Saturday of a Rugby League. The first game is the Roosters v. the New Zealand Warriors. Now, interesting one, obviously because we saw the Warriors form In the trials, we saw the Warriors form in their win last week, uh, which not many people were expecting. Let's see what they can do against the Sydney Roosters, who are actually fresh off a loss themselves, up against the Dolphins in a game we thought the Roosters were going to win 13 plus. Uh, The Dolphins came and did that to the Roosters instead. Now, obviously, the Roosters. Could potentially have a few outs for this one. They do, uh, obviously, in the one and only uh, Matt Lodge, who has a hole in the side of his head. He's done his eye socket, so he's going to be out um, for a little while. Uh, Looking at the lineup here, doesn't look like Jared Warrior Hargreaves is back, uh, which they said that he was going to be, but it doesn't look like that he is. A big loss for the Roosters, especially in a defense and in attack in terms of the link man in the middle. Uh, Victor Radley, he's also out of this game. Um, With a head knock injury, obviously didn't overcome the concussion uh, that he sustained last weekend, Um, so he won't be in this one. They're playing it safe here. The Sydney Roosters have had a lot of issues uh, with concussions in the past. Um, so, look, I think it's a smart one here to rest a guy like Victor Radley. I think it's protocol anyway, because I don't think he passed uh, the concussion protocols during the week. So, uh, Victor Radley misses out on this one. So, Matt Lodge, Victor Radley out for the Sydney Roosters. And then the Warriors with a pretty much identical lineup to last week. But let's go through these lineups. For the Sydney Roosters, we have James Tedesco at fullback, Daniel Tupou and Jackson Paolo on the wings. We have Joseph Suali'i and Joseph Manu there in the centres. Look here. Sam Walker are in the halves. Lindsay Collins and Fletcher Baker in the front row. Brandon Smith at nine. Egan Butcher, Nat Butcher in the back row. Nafaru White is at 13, obviously for Victor Radley. Uh, And then we have Jake Turpin, uh, Drew Hutchison, Terrell May, and Ben Thomas on the bench. Now, very interested to see where uh, Drew Hutchison comes into the side, maybe as an edge back rower during the game, just to get a bit of size on the bench there. He's obviously a big boy for a halfback. Uh, Jake Turpin, though, definitely going to come in at some stage at nine. I think that's a pretty obvious one uh, as well, because, you know, Brandon Smith isn't 100%, obviously, uh, is... You know, playing with a little bit of a rib injury from last week, obviously had his ribs looked at, so he's definitely not a thousand percent going into this game. So you could see Turpin maybe get a few more minutes, uh, Brandon Smith maybe getting a little less minutes, uh, obviously transitioning uh, into the sort of middle forward role. But very interested to see how that uh, rotation does work for the Roosters. Uh, I'm very keen to see Joseph Suoliti again this week. He had a great defensive game, and obviously, uh, these centres for the Warriors were quite good in terms of their strike rate last week, particularly Edward Cozzi as well. Now, uh, if Suweli'i is on that edge there with Edward or uh, if he's guarding Sean Johnson and Tamale Martin, I think that he can shut down their plays quite easily. Obviously, these guys did really well getting the Warriors on the front foot last week. So, uh, Joseph Suweli'i, if he's anything like he was last week, if he shuts down Tamale Martin like he did, obviously, with um, Isaac Otoa last week, um, I mean, he's going to be... Fantastic, and I think that he's gonna have a really big game again in this one, Joseph Suwali'i, and it's gonna be much harder for the Warriors to, you know, get on the front foot in this game. So, uh, yeah, very, very interested to see how this game goes. It Could be really close. It also could be an absolute blowout here by the Roosters. You know, fresh off a loss, they definitely want to come into this game uh, and play at a hundred percent. But the Warriors lineup here. Let's go through this Warriors lineup. Uh, Chance Nickel Glockstad is at fullback. We have Edward Cossey and Marcelo Montoya. Uh, on the wings, Braden Williami and Adam Pompey in the centres. Tamale Martin and Sean Johnson are in the halves. Adinfanua Blake and Mitch Barnett in the front row, Wade Egan at nine. Uh, Jackson Ford and Marata Niakole in the back row with Torhu Harris at 13. Uh, and then we have Dylan Walker, Bunti Foa, uh, Josh Curran and Tom Alley on the bench there for the Warriors. So identical lineup to last week obviously. Look, as I said, oh, this could be a really big game. It also could be an absolute blowout. It just depends on if the Roosters are successful in getting on the front foot in this game. Uh, another thing I want to credit here as well in terms of is chance to clock start, him and Dylan Walker had a really big defensive game last week. Dylan Walker, you don't really know him for his defense. We know him for his attack and the, the leg speed out of, you know, that in that 14 roll, that roaming sort of roll through the middle. Um, I think that's going to be a big thing for the Warriors. Very en- advantageous in in terms of Warriors and getting on the front foot in this game uh, compared to the Sydney Roosters. Um, yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see how this game turns out, and uh, and the defense as well there from Dylan Walker is going to be great as well as obviously out the back there through Chance Nickel clock start. If the effort level is anything like it was last week in terms of the defense for Chance, um, the Roosters again are going to be a it's, it's going to be very hard for them to get points in this game. So. So, as I said, could go either way. This one for me... I'm taking the Roosters. I'm going to take the Roosters 13-plus in this one. You know, Roosters, they are at home here. They need a win. It's not often you see the Roosters have two bad games in a row. Um, So I'm taking the Roosters. I am going to take them 13-plus. I've got Teddy and Manu, anytime try scorers They're two stars in this side. Obviously, they've got Victor Radley out in this game. Um, Obviously, coming off the back of a loss, as I said before, they're going to have a big game in this one for me, Teddy and Manu. Them, anytime try scorers it pays only 5 bucks, but... Um, look, it's a value bet there. It's just a value bet. Um, so I'd definitely be considering put, putting that one on. But, uh, you know, gamble responsibly as well. Roos is 13+, plus, Teddy and Manu any Then we go to the next game, the Dolphins v. the Raiders. Now, this one might be a little bit controversial to some of those fans out there. Obviously, the Raiders, they do look to be on a little bit of a roll at the moment. Competing last week uh, against the North Queensland Cowboys, they did put in a fight, uh, especially at the back end of that game as well. Dolphins coming off a big win against the Sydney Roosters. We were just talking about that before. To be honest, I don't mind the value here for Dolphins to win this game. So, you know, let's go go through the lineups first. Go through the side. Go through the key um, sort of things to look out for in uh, this game. I'll uh, we'll start with the Dolphins. Hamaso Tabiwai Fido is at fullback. Jermaine Asako and Tessie New on the wings. Uh, we've got Ewan Aiken and Berenko Lee in the centres. Isaiah Katoa and Sean O'Sullivan in the halves. Jesse Bromwich uh, and Gerard Wallace in the front row. Jeremy Marshall King at Nine. Feliz Garfusi and Kenny Bromwich are in the back row. Tom Gilbert at lock. Uh, and then we have Colony Lemuelu. Uh, we have Mark Nichols. Mason Teague is making his debut with Kurt Donahue as well on the bench there um, for the Dolphins in this game. Look, I'm super keen for this one. Mason Teague is a guy I'm keen for. Um, he has been massively hyped up going into this game. A lot of people looking forward to his debut as well. So, uh, I mean, look, I haven't seen too much of him. I did see a little bit of him in the trials, and he was outstanding in the 13 sort of jersey. So he comes in in that middle sort of role. Absolute mongrel, young mongrel. We love young mongrels here at Big Leicester's League. So I love a bit of Mason Teague going into this game. Can't wait to see him debut for the Dolphins. Um, you're going to see a lot of deputants for the Dolphins, obviously, since they're a new team. Um, but Mason Teague, definitely one to watch out for Kurt Donahue didn't mind him at nine. Obviously, he's normally a center back rower. He's not usually a hooker. I haven't seen him at hooker before from what I have seen from him uh, at past clubs, obviously at the Knights. He was playing uh, center back rower. So look, yeah, very interesting to see him in that nine sort of role off the bench. But look, um, over the next few weeks, he can definitely improve there. I didn't mind what I saw from him. Um, he's Quite dangerous as well in that nine role for me. A little more conservative, obviously, than Jeremy Marshall King, but I didn't mind it coming off the bench there, Kurt Donahue. So in the number 17 jersey, make sure you look out for Kurt Donahue in this game. Uh, Absolute weapon when he wants to be. Um... Yeah, so a lot of strike coming off the bench. Colony Lemuelu as well on that edge the other week was absolutely fucking phenomenal. Wouldn't be surprised to see him potentially getting his starting spot, obviously, during the Origin period. Uh, when Feliz Garfusi obviously goes and plays Origin, I think he'll be selected again for sure. If he continues the form that he had against the Sydney Roosters over the next few weeks, he's definitely there for me. He's there for me regardless. I think he's a shoo-in. Uh, I think he's one of the more underrated. sorry, underrated um, back rowers in the game at the moment, uh, especially just because of his impact, his line running, uh, and obviously those big hits, which we haven't really seen from Felice before, uh, but it was fucking unbelievable. I love watching the Roosters get pumped just quietly as a South supporter, uh, but we won't talk about that. We'll keep it as unbiased as possible here on this podcast. Um, Sean O'Sullivan, I thought he was incredible last week. He started off a bit shy in the attacking department, his defense was great. Uh, his kick chase was outstanding. And then he sort of eased into the game a little bit, obviously, when the Roosters were on the back foot. And uh, he looked really, really dangerous. Him and Isaiah Katoa could become a real dangerous combination in this competition if they, you know, keep winning games over the next few weeks, which they're definitely capable of. Uh, and this entire spine is just absolutely freakish as well. The hammer out fullback. Um, his, you know, line running as well. And his back up it, it just... The, the small things that Hammer Hammer does at fullback, you know, there was a lot of discussion going into this year that Hammer, you know, isn't really a fullback, um, but I mean, he is doing an incredible job so far, so I'm not going to shame him whatsoever in that role. Um, and Jeremy Marshall King as well, if he has a big game in this one, the Dolphins can definitely get up and do some real damage in this game as well, so uh, definitely one to watch there, Jeremy Marshall King. Honestly, one of my favourite performances last week, bar obviously for Luz and his big game there with the big hits up against Radley and uh, Brandon Smith. Yeah, but look, I mean, the Dolphins can definitely get up in this game. Tom Gilbert, if he gets those errors out of his game, the knock-ons we saw last week, if he gets that out of his game, he's a real threat there too in the middle just quietly. So definitely one to watch going into this week, Tom Gilbert. Um, As for the Raiders, we have Seb Chris at fullback. Um, For me, obviously, I would go with Rapana. He's out for the next few weeks, obviously, um, for some of the things that he did in round one. So we have to go with Seb Chris here at fullback. Uh, Nick Kotrick and Albert Hoppawate out on the wings. We have Matt Timico and Harley Smith Shields in the centers. Harley Smith Shields, um, definitely one to watch going into this game for sure. He is an absolute freak when he wants to be. Had him as an anytime try scorer last week. Didn't go through, but fuck, he can definitely do it if he wants to. Um, Albert Hopper Wadi as well. If they're on the same side, that's a little dangerous edge there on that right-hand side for the Raiders. They can exploit for sure. Also, Matt Timiko and his effort levels last week um, – was just phenomenal up against the Cowboys as well. You know, particularly in the dire moments of that game when the Raiders were trying to get back. Matt Simico's intensity, his effort levels, you know, to chase kicks, um, to really put pressure on his on the outside men and the other team uh, was great. So, I mean, Matt is going to have a big game in this one as well if the Raiders are to get up. Uh, Jack White and Jamal Fogarty, obviously in the halves here. Jack White, I'm looking for him to have a big game in this one as well. Especially with the Dolphins are coming into this game confident. The Dolphins are at home as well. It's their first game at home. They're definitely going to want to get the win here. Uh, I'm looking for a big game from Jack White and same from Jamal Fogarty as well. Um, Pasami Solo, I loved what I saw from him last week. He's in the front row with Tarpano, who's definitely one of the better front rowers in the game. Um, I thought last week he was doing a little bit too much. We love Joseph Tarpano. Because of the little things that he does. He doesn't need to go ahead and do all the big things that can force errors for his side. He just needs to stick to the little things which we know he's good at. Uh, I think that's the key there for Joseph Tarpane going into this game. Uh, Danny Levi 9. No, don't know what to feel about Danny Levi just less just yet. Sorry. I think he's still conditioning back into NRL football. So we think we've got to wait a while until we see the best of Danny Levi over the next few weeks. Um, but I'm definitely, you know, keen to see how he goes over the next few weeks. Uh, Hudson Young in the back row as well. Fuck, I was really annoyed when he didn't score a try last week. Can him as an anytime try scorer? Um, had a bit of dough on that one and uh, didn't go through, so not going to make the same mistake again here, but fuck, I think that he'd be very likely to get a try in this game if the Raiders do get up. Uh, Elliot Whitehead on the other edge here. Same deal. Very, very dangerous when he wants to be the veteran back rower. Uh, Corey Harrow, we were at Lock. I love him in the middle. I think that he makes a real impact there um, for the Raiders playing in that 13 jersey. I think he's definitely the right go for them over the next few weeks. Uh, And then on the bench we have Tom Starling, Atta Mariotta, uh, Corey Horsburgh and Emre Agula. Uh, very nice bench there for the Canberra Raiders. Now, in terms of how this game is going to go, I've got the Dolphins. I've got the Dolphins 1-12. to As I said, it's their first game at home, pretty much fully at home at the Redcliffe Stadium, KO Stadium, I think it's called now. Um, I think that I am going to have to tip the Dolphins here. They're going to want to get the win at their new stadium. I'm playing the Dolphins. I'm only taking them 1-12, to as I said, because of the effort levels of the Raiders particularly in key moments of the game. It could definitely go either way for me, uh, but I will take the Dolphins. I'll take them 1-12. to 12. Uh, Anytime try-scorers for me, I'm going to go ahead and go for a bit of a rogy in Jeremy Marshall King to score anytime uh, for the Dolphins. Um, and let me have a look through this team list here. I'm sort of picking these ones off the cuff. Didn't really have a look at these team lists before. Uh, Jeremy Marshall King is definitely one I'm going to take. I'm probably going to go ahead... Uh, and go for another little rogie here in Jack Whiten as well to score. Jeremy Marshall King uh, and Jack Whiten on sports on sports bet. Uh, those two anytime try scorers with Dolphins one to twelve that bet there pays out $33.50 so a nice little value bet there especially if the Dolphins get on the front foot Jeremy Marshall King is definitely capable of scoring a try Uh, and then also here uh, Jack Whiten as well in the key moments of this game he can score a try for this team as well he did it last week can he do it this week as well Uh, up against the Dolphins who are in pretty good nick at the moment Uh, and then going to the final game uh, of your Super Saturday it is the Melbourne Storm taking on uh, the Canterbury Bakestown Bulldogs. Now, I've done a few little rogies here. I've done a few little rogies. I'm going to go for another one. I'm going to say that the Bulldogs win this game 1 to 12, but I think that they do win this game. I know they're not at home, I know it's at Amy Park. I know it's the Melbourne Storm. I know they've got Nick Meany, who did really well last week, Jerome Hughes and Harry Grant, as well as a forward pack of Christian Welsh and Nelson Osova-Solomona. But the Bulldogs, they do need to get into form. They need to get into form quick smart if we want to believe that they are going to be a top eight contender. Uh, And what a better way to do that than to get a win over the Melbourne Storm. our Xavier Coates has been a late rule out as well. Grant Anderson comes onto the wing. I believe it will be Jacob Carraz on his side. Fuck, I would love to see Jacob Carraz score a few tries in this game. Uh, I think they're definitely capable of doing it. You know, the halves pairing of Matt Burton, and Kyle Flanagan, it did work out well last week, even though they lost right at the end there to the Manly Seagulls. I thought, and you know, there was a few errors there. The halves are still sort of getting used to each other, even though it was last year. Um, the spine is still getting used to each other. Uh, they did play for, for a while together in last year. I feel like um, Kyle's getting used to the spine. Matt's getting used to the spine. Uh, Hayes Perham's getting used to that role at full-time at fullback as well. There's a lot of reasons why it's, it's, been a, it's been a slow start here for the Bulldogs, but I think the Bulldogs are definitely capable of getting it done here. I think on paper they do have only just uh, a better side here than Melbourne, obviously bar Harry Grant. Uh, it's a tough battle there in the nine row. You've got the two Queensland hookers here um, battling out, battling it out here in the number nine roles. Uh But let's have a look at these sides for the Melbourne Storm. We have Nick Meaney at fullback. Will Walbrick and Grant Anderson on the wings. Remus Smith and Young Chonamapea in the centres. Tyron Wishart and, uh, and Jerome Hughes are in the halves. Uh, Nelson for solomona and Christian Walsh in the front row. Harry Grant at nine. Trent Lorio and Elise Katoa in the back row with Josh King at lock. Uh, and then we have Bronson Garlic in the 14 jersey, which I absolutely love. Wouldn't be surprised as well to see him maybe get a crack um, in the number nine jersey at some stage in this game, or whether he's just a roaming sort of player in the middle. He can do both roles uh, quite well. Uh, Alec McDonald, Jordan Grant, and Kane Bradley. I believe he is a deputant here in the number 21 jersey um, for the Melbourne Storm. Um, so, yeah, look, I mean, the back line is a bit iffy. I think the Bulldogs definitely have the advantage here in the back line. Um, Reid Marnie at nine is going to do some really freakish things as well, in my opinion. I feel like he's going to have a big game for this team. Uh, and, yeah, just on paper, I believe that, Uh, The Bulldogs, they do have the better side here, especially since the Storm don't have Cameron Munster. I feel like that's going to be a big factor for them. Uh, Last time Tyrone Wishart played at six, it didn't go too well Uh, for the Melbourne Storm. They were in a bit of a crisis. Um, But, you know, I could be totally wrong. Tyrone Wishart's come into this year quite strong for me. Um, So yeah, look, I'm very interested to see how uh, this goes here with the Melbourne Storm not having the strongest outfit on paper. The Bulldogs, for me, get the win. Uh, They're the better uh, side on paper, as I did say before. Um, and I think their back line is just going to do them a lot of favours here, the Bulldogs. But let's go through the rest of the side as well. So Hayes Perrim is at fullback. Jacob Karaz and Josh Otto Carr on the wings. Jake Avarillo and Paul Alamotti in the centres. Matt Burton, Kyle Flanagan in the halves. Uh, We've got Max King and Ryan Sutton in the front row. Reed Marnie at nine. Army kick Kikau and Raymond Fatala Marina in the back row with Farmanu Brown at 13. Uh, then we have Jaden Tanner uh, in the number 14 jersey along with Corey Waddell, Franklin Pele and... And uh, Jacob Preston, so a pretty much unchanged side here for the Bulldogs going into this one. My concern for the Bulldogs as well is obviously a farm money in Brown in the 13. He was used more as a battering ram where he would be fucking phenomenal as a roaming 13. He did a really good job last year in the number 13 jersey when he was there at the back end of the year for the West Tigers. I feel like he has the same sort of potential to do the same at this club, at the Bulldogs. Um, but, you know, it's going to take a few weeks to sort of transition into that role. We don't even know if he's going to be playing that role when Tavita Pangai Jr. comes back into this side as well. So, look, very, very interesting to see what the Bulldogs side looks over the next few weeks. Are their forward forward parking ...is insane and if they use Franklin Pelé the right way, it's going to be a very, very dangerous team for the Melbourne Storm to come up against tonight. Uh, Paul Alamotti as well, picking him to have a big game in this one, obviously succumb to a little bit of pressure, obviously being the hot property on the block at the moment. Um, look, I think that he's in for a big game in this one. Jake Averillo, the same. I don't like him confined at centre. I think he's a much better fullback. Obviously, they've entrusted Hayes Perrim as that temporary fullback uh, until Stephen Crichton comes in next year, but I'd love to, for Jake Averillo to hop back into that role. I'd actually rather Hayes Perham at centre. I think he'd be a dangerous centre in this team. I think that Jake Averillo would be much better at fullback, and it's what um, you know, Matt Burton and Kyle Flanagan are used to from last year as well, so... I would love to see Avarillo hop at fullback, um, but they entrusted Hayes Perham here. He has gone okay. Has he gone as well as I thought he would have? Uh, Not yet, but it's only been one round, so I can't really judge him off one round. Um, but look, yeah, very excited for this game. Uh, I think the Bulldogs can get up. I've got the Bulldogs winning this one 1-12. to uh, It's a rogue bet. We love our rogue bets here at Big Lizard's League, as I said before. So I am going to take uh, the Bulldogs against the Melbourne Storm. I am going to take them 1-12. to and then I want to make this bet even more rogue here. and I'm going to go for Nick Meany, who obviously scored last week. If he can have a big game in this one, he'll score again. Uh, and then I'll also take Reid Marnie in the number nine jersey to score as well. So Reid Marnie, Nick Meany to score. Uh, dogs 1-12, to 12. that pays out. Let me have a look at sports bet. Yep, this one is an absolute whopper here. So, for the Bulldogs 1 to 12, Nick Meaney and Reid Marney, anytime try scorers, it pays $51.50. So, a beauty there um, if you want to get on that one. Uh, but as I said before, gamble responsibly, guys. Enjoy your Super Saturday, and I can't wait for a big afternoon of football. Waiter. Now, if you love rugby league, I know that you're going to love Oztag. Now, if you love Oztag, if you love going to the beach in the summer, which I think we all do uh, during the summertime, going to the beach and playing some beach footy now, that gets upgraded. You can play some beach Oztag through Evo Sports. Go to Evo Sports' website. You can grab tags for 10% off. 10% off with the code BIGLES10. Make sure you go and you get yourself some tags. Before It is too late before the summer ends. The summer's not done yet, ladies and gentlemen, and there's plenty of sun out in that beautiful sky at the moment, so make sure you go and you get yourself some Evo Sports tags, A-S-A-P, evosports.com. Get yourself some sports tags. Get the Oz tags. You get a full kit, guys, a full kit which includes tags, it includes cones, um, and it includes the belts themselves as well. It also includes a beach football, waterproof football. So in case you're kicking in the water, in case your mate is a nutcase and he kicks it in the water, it's going to be okay because it is a waterproof football. Make sure you go and get that kit 10% off. It is almost robbery. Go to evosportsco.com.au.